So do you want me to enter like intro? And yeah, everything? you can. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Uh, I am very excited to finally have another Locked On guest on with me today to preview our game against the Florida Panthers. Armando, how are you today? Uh, I'm doing very good, Jess. Uh, Great to be chatting with you. And for the people on the Florida Panthers uh, feed, um, last time Jess Bomasto was on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast was at the time that Sam Bennett was traded to the Florida Panthers uh, during the trade deadline of last season's 2021 uh, season. And we had Jess Bomasto on the show for uh, that one. So great to do be doing another uh, crossover with you. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm happy that this time it's to preview a game, um, which means we're out of the North Division for those fans, maybe under a rock, thinking we're still there. But, uh, you know, tomorrow, or I guess today, technically, uh, because we're recording this Monday night, it's going to be a good game against two highly competitive teams. Absolutely. And what, what a story for the Calgary flames. A lot of, uh, a lot of people just didn't expect them to, uh, to be in the position that they're in, in the, in the North division. Um, I'm pulling up the standings right now, but even though they haven't been playing uh, games, um, a lot of their games have been postponed. I see that points percentage wise that the Calgary flames are still leading the Pacific division, despite now five games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. So great situation for the Calgary Flames to be in, especially losing uh, Mark Giordano uh, to Mm -hmm. the expansion draft uh, just last season. So that was a, that was a, like, as far as performance, it it wasn't the biggest loss, but as far as a leadership perspective, it's a big loss for the Calgary Flames. So how have the Flames adjusted since uh, Mark Giordano is no longer uh, on the team? Honestly, surprisingly well, um, I was a little concerned about like how, how and who would step it up for the blue line. And, you know, a lot of these guys are younger and, you know, you have Chris Tanev who has been in the league for, I think over a decade now, and he's really um, taken the blue liners under his wing and uh, he's played 600 games tonight will mark his 601st NHL game. And, um, you know, (laughs) I hate saying this because it feels like a disrespectful jab at Gio, but he, um, he was slowing down the blue line as any player would at that age. But, um, you know, there's just more speed. There's more, uh, quickness to it. That's, that's awesome um, for, for the Flames. And one question, um, one player that I want to talk to you uh, for, for sure about is um, Jacob Markstrom, a former Florida Panthers uh, prospect, Jacob Markstrom, who was part of the trade that brought Roberto Luongo back to the Florida Panthers uh, when um, he, um, Jacob Markstrom was uh, traded to the Vancouver Canucks uh, yeah. back, I believe it was 2014. I, I don't know. I don't remember necessarily the, the year, but leads the league in shutouts still uh, with, with uh, how many is it now that he has? I want to say six, six shutouts. That's amazing. I think don't no one come for me and quote me on that, but I want to say it's 
it's between four and six. I could be very wrong, mm-hmm. um, but he's just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And as far, as far as the Florida Panthers perspective, um, the it, great to see former Panthers uh, succeeding in other places. Um, of course, I, if, if you're the Florida Panthers, you still do that trade uh, nine times out of 10 because you're bringing a legend in Roberto Luongo back versus uh, yeah. Jacob Markstrom, who was unproven at the time. And goalies is that it's that one position that takes a little bit to develop. And it's great to see how much um, Jacob Markstrom has developed into a player that's going to be up there in uh Vesna Vesna trophy votes along with um I, I think also Bobrovsky should get some Igor Shosturkin's another one yeah. as well yeah I think if you look on um money puck they always have like a a running list of all these amazing stats that I just I can't calculate but they do an amazing job of keeping up with you know the goaltenders and save percentages and Markstrom's up there. And I'm pretty sure uh, so is, so is our good or your good friend, Bob. So uh, how are things, I know goaltending was an issue for you guys last year and that contract was not looking too good. Uh, how, how has, have the tables turned if at all? Uh, it's just, I think, I, I just think personally that, with Spencer Knight starting the last two games of the playoffs against Tampa Bay, it kind of lit something under Sergei Bobrovsky that he went back to the drawing board, went back to the gym, gets himself in the weight room all the time uh, just to get fit. He became a dad. So that's a little bit of a new energy that Sergei Bobrovsky has uh, heading into uh, this season. So he's been a lot better. And uh, Spencer Knight uh, right now, he's on the taxi squad for the Florida Panthers. He hasn't looked his best uh, this season. He did get a win against the Tampa Bay lightning just a few days ago, but right now with the COVID situation going on in the NHL and the fact that he is waivers exempt as well, that is the reason why you can make that move right now. And a few, a little bit of a news as as far as transactions for the Florida Panthers, Alexi Hepaniemi, according to AHL transactions has been recalled to the Florida Panthers and has been added to the taxi squad. So, so that that's a that's a luxury with uh spencer knight being on his elc that they can they can still do that um and still keep the flexibility on the roster because both the florida panthers and the calgary flames are going through their fair share of covid issues um going coming into this game um i believe now it's nine games that have been postponed for the flames right yeah i think it's it's up there uh unfortunately but um you know, I just, <laughs> it unraveled very quickly. And of course, uh, we can dive more into that in just a moment. Um, if you want to go ahead and tell us all about Primal Origin Oils. All right. Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils make balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift. And if you're shopping 
for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We, we know every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beer to the other products you've used. We promise you, you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the promo code locked on gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use promo code locked on at checkout for 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. So COVID, um, I feel like we are never going to escape it. I agree. <laughs> but, um, this all unraveled in, it was like the week before Christmas, I believe. And, uh, you know, a bunch of Flames players. I don't mean to laugh because like, it's not funny, but just how quickly it happened is just, it's terrible. But um like seven players were added one day then the next like nine players were added games had to be postponed and one thing I will say is they the ownership was very quick to respond they had um, testing for family members anybody who was like living with the team or with the team with players or their families things like that so you know, they had a good handle on it. And unfortunately, their game against the Bruins, which was their last game of 20. No, that's a lie. It was not their last game of 2021, but it was one of the last ones uh, turned into a super spreader event. So um, on behalf of the Flames, I apologize, everyone. How um, how are the Flames doing? I mean, the Panthers doing COVID wise. They had seven players on their uh, COVID list at one point, uh, right in the middle of December, their last game against the LA Kings. They dressed uh, 16 skaters right before uh, shutting things down. They're shortly after the Calgary Flames. They're one of like four or five teams who were like immediately uh, shut down um, um, just shortly after uh, Calgary. And the the Florida Panthers um, th- this last week, they've been a little lucky when it came to uh, players coming back and not being on the COVID list at one point, just three days ago, um, they only had one person on the COVID list uh, in Olio Levy, and he has returned to practice today. However, there have been three more people added to the COVID list um, just today. One of them being Mason Marchment, the other one being Sam Reinhart, and then an assistant coach, Tomo Rutu, um, so two players and a coach have been added to the COVID list and it's official. They will not be playing in tonight's game against the Calgary flames. And there's another player missing, but it's not due to COVID, uh, which we talked about in our, in before we started recording. And that is Sam Bennett, who this was an opportunity for him to get his first game against his former team after that trade back in back last season at the trade deadline. And He's not going to get that opportunity after the illegal check to the head to Cedric Paquette of the Montreal Canadiens. I thought it should have been a one game suspension, not a three. Um, mm-hmm. It is illegal. It, it is a check to the head. That is the right, right call. Um, but I believe it should have been at least one um, for that one, but we will not see uh, Sam Bennett dress for the Florida Panthers in the next three games where they'll be paid facing Calgary Tuesday, Dallas on Thursday on the road, and then a big showdown against Carolina uh, this Saturday where the Florida Panthers will get their second crack at Carolina after beating them 5-2 to two, uh, back in um, early early November. So 
they'll, they'll get another opportunity. And one of their postponed games was supposed to be against uh, Carolina just last week. So they're they're the, the Panthers, uh, the Panthers get uh, another, a quick opportunity to play against them again um, this coming weekend. And one of they'll be without Sam Bennett for uh, those three games. And it's a bummer, but thankfully uh, the Florida Panthers will be traveling to Calgary uh, two weeks from t- um, today um, yeah. when they play this game. So he'll have an opportunity to return to the saddle dome uh, in a few weeks. I was really bummed to see that he one had made that, goofy play you know don't don't illegally check someone especially in the head um but i wanted him to not light up the flames but i wanted him to kind of like say okay you see why i requested a trade and i don't care how many goals he scores trading him was the right move things were not working in calgary and they are working in Florida. And you know what? Like, that's not a Sam Bennett problem. <laughs> it, it's It was just the way things were ran and just the way that the lineups or the lines were. And, uh, you know, I think obviously Florida is a very competitive team and adding a player like Sam Bennett and is good, but especially come playoff time, he comes alive. Like I, that it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's one thing that uh, that I talked about when when the Florida Panthers originally uh, traded for Sam Bennett. And sometimes, like you said, sometimes it's not a Sam Bennett issue. Sometimes it's just a structure about fit. And it's great to see that just like Jacob Markstrom for the Calgary Flames, he found his home. Sam exactly. Bennett found his home. And it, but I, I do want to ask you, if you were to make that trade again, how, how much? how much more would you ask for? Because the trade was yeah. a, a, a 2022 second and then a, already a second round pick from the 2020 draft in Emil Hyman. Yeah. What, if you were to go back to the t- negotiating table on a trade, what is it that you ask for? I would say maybe a first. And I know that that is, that's a lot, but hindsight's 2020, you see what Sam Bennett, you know, blossomed into and I don't think that there was any doubt that he was going to, you know, become offensively dominant and, you know, just really come alive under a new team and new organization. But I just think that the flames just wanted, I don't want to say they want, wanted him gone. Like it's a bad, like he was a bad person, but I think that they took what they got. And it was, you know, the best offer that they had at the time. And, you know, they wanted, I think that things ended on a good turn on good terms. So that at least that's what I'd like to believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. And it, it's a, it's a trade that hopefully benefits um, benefits both on both sides, wish the best for Emil Hyman and that second round pick for the Calgary Flames that they have from the Panthers we won't know until the, this upcoming draft. So the Florida Panthers don't have a first nor a second. So this, this Florida Panthers team is in go for it mode uh, this season, but there are, there, there's going to be a lot of turnover on the Calgary flames roster this coming up off season from what I'm seeing on um, cat friendly right now. Yeah. And I want to, I want to <laughs> ask you a little bit about that. So, yeah. but we will do that in 
the next segment. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers and Locked, Locked On, on Plains. Plains. All right, Jess. So oh we teased in the last segment how the Calgary Flames, great story uh, this season. Daryl Sutter comes back for the, the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. But also with a lot of expiring contracts comes a lot of priority for certain players to be re-signed on the team. And one of them I do want, two of them actually, um, is, of course, number one priority is uh, Matthew Kachuk, um, one of the Kachuk brothers. Yes. Luckily, he's an RFA for the Calgary Flames, so yeah. chances are he's going to stick around. But he has a nine million dollar qualifying offer. <laughs> you're, 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 you're. That's what you're. That's what you're thinking. Nine million dollars. Well, I on. yeah. Um, I forget how they determine these things, and I, I don't know. That's all. That's all big boy math that I just am too much for me. But um, yeah. So he, I don't know. I just I don't I don't think that he stays. I want him to stay. Like in my heart of hearts I want him to stay I think that he's a fantastic player but I think I don't think that he's gonna scurry off to St. Louis immediately like a lot of people have him doing but I just I don't see Calgary being um, a long-term thing for him unless this team makes a deep playoff run and I'm talking like conference finals Mm -hmm. and I don't know I I don't know I I don't want to get that far ahead of myself <laughs> it, it's a it's a big limbo right now for the former uh six overall pick from the 2016 uh draft and it, it, it's a, it's it's pretty cool that the 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 kachuk brothers fr- from st louis if you're if for the p- people wondering um why uh just is saying st louis blues that's their hometown uh, but it's so great to see the two kachuk brothers especially in the north division last year go after it at each other and they yeah. played like 10 times last season it was, was that was pretty cool. It was really fun. And I um I think this year, um, especially with Brady being named captain, it was just um them stretching at center ice uh every time they face each other is just I don't know, it's just like one of those like heartwarming things. And you're like, oh, they're they're humans, they're not just mm. aggressive on the ice. Another player I want to ask about is this one's a UFA. Um, Johnny Gaudreau, um, what do you think his uh, his future is like in the for the Calgary Flames? I need him to stay. I I I need him. He is my emotional support player. But um, I think out of him or Kachuk, Johnny's the one that stays. Um, I think that there's there's always this conversation about Johnny wanting to go back home and go back east um I I don't know where those conversations start Uh, that's a lie I do um and you know every market has that one media person who has their their favorite target and unfortunately that's when Johnny and I just I think that he (laughs) he really likes it in Calgary and I just, I, I think that, what was it? I think it was 85 point or 82 points in the last 85 games. Um, and a majority of those were goals. So the Flames need him. After they made this decision to bump him up to the top line, 
he has become one of the most effective playmakers I have I've ever seen. And he play he plays a strong 200 foot game too. And I don't think that that's talked about enough either. Mm. And for the Florida Panther fans who don't watch Johnny Gaudreau on a daily basis, career numbers, 530 points in 550 games, averaging almost a point per game. That's a big enough sample size to say he's pretty much almost there. Yeah. And, and of course, um, he, he, he leads the team right now uh, for the Calgary Flames, averaging over a point per game, 36 uh, points in uh, 30, 30, 30 games uh, as well for the for the Calgary Flames and one player that I really like I really like watching as well I I don't I don't watch too many Flames games live but some of the goals that I've seen from Andrew Maggiapani who's still under under term for for the Calgary Flames for a few more years so it's going to be a while until they pay him which is a great contract 2.3 million dollars for that production how great is that a steal and you know it's I don't know I there was something about this kid that when I started this podcast and I was going through the roster and I was like I can name two players on this team Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau and I like something about Mangiapane's game just like stuck out to me and I just remember saying this this kid is going to turn into something and he has. And, you know, uh, not to toot my own horn here, but like I told you also. And I just, you know, he won MVP at uh, Worlds over the summer for Canada. He won gold. Borowski too. Yeah, that one. Ex- exactly. Like, and he, I, I've had the chance to talk to his agent and his agent's a very nice guy. And, you know, I just, I'm rooting for that kid so hard. Um, he's only a few years younger than me, which is like terrifying, but he's just, he's a fantastic player. And, you know, when he gets out on the ice, he, he gives it his all every single shift. He leads the team in goals and he's, he's, I would not be shocked if he hit 30 this season. He, I believe he's at 18 now. Mm-hmm. Um, which ties his uh, career high, which was last season in the shortened season. So you give this kid a full 82 game season. I, I don't know. I, the sky's the limit with him. I, I, absolutely. And it, it, it's great to see that, especially a guy who was drafted in the sixth round. Yeah. Too. When, and- when, when you see those late, uh, picks blue blossom yeah. the way they do. the The Florida Panthers have a player of their own who was a seventh round pick, defenseman Mackenzie Weger, yes. uh, who leads, who leads uh, who's one of the league leaders in takeaways. He he's not a goal scorer. He only has one, he, which was just scored the other night. Um, but still, the he's on the top line paired with Aaron Ekblad, who you could argue is w- which w- it could be a Norris Trophy candidate yeah, and exactly. one of the best. He like hit his contract, Aaron Ekblad, which was signed in 2016. Looking at that contract now with how defensemen are making nine million dollars, he's at 7.5. That is one of the best value contracts out there in the NHL right now. Yeah, that is absolutely especially for the level of uh player he is. He's 
players like that should be making like nine, 10, 11 million bucks. And which is crazy. Just mm-hmm. to think about how, I don't want to say inflated, but how large these contracts have gotten over the last few years. And like how you can say like with Charlie McAvoy uh, for the Bruins, it was kind of like, if this kid takes less than 10, that's incredible. And he did, but, um, and that's how it is with Elias Lindholm. Uh, I think he makes like $4 million (laughs) and he is a top line center. He is, um, I don't even know. He, they, the flames have some of the best and okay. Let me rephrase that. They have a majority, a majority of their forwards are really strong two-way forwards. And, um, Blake Coleman, who they acquired in free agency, is not has not scored a ton of goals, but his defensive skills, like if you look at his metrics, he looks fantastic. And I think that's what needs to be valued when you're looking at forwards. It's not just, you know, okay, they're not scoring a ton of goals. Okay, so they suck. It's like, no, let me show you what else they can do. And same mm-hmm. for defensemen, like you can't just <laughs> measure them on goals scored. Mm-hmm. It's that's not how it works. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that this is going to be a really competitive game, and it's mm-hmm. it's fun. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, and one player who doesn't score a lot of goals that uh, I believe is extremely valuable on this team, two players, one forward and a defenseman. One of them is Mason Marchment, who I said on the top is on the COVID list, won't be playing. Uh, just his defensive play, especially in the neutral zone, how he creates a, a hit to to send the puck the other way is just fantastic. And there, um, David Dwork of WPLG Local 10 down here in South Florida spoke about it on Odd Man, on his Odd Man Rush show, talking about how sometimes explaining what Mason Marchment can do sometimes might not be the best describing it as it is if you were to just show put on yeah. the tape of, of Mason Marchment and just seeing what focusing on him specifically and same thing with Radko Gudis no goals for Radko Gudis but just set the record for most hits by a defenseman from the Czech Republic in NHL history so that's yeah that's great and those are things that I feel like aren't valued enough or um appreciated enough by fans who are maybe just watching the game like a casual mm-hmm. fan like you and I we do this on a daily basis so <laughs> we know how to analyze a player and like say that's good that's bad don't do that again mm-hmm. and a casual fan might not know that and that's why I love hosting this type of podcast because we can talk about all these fun facts and be like this right here is a uh, the NHL leader in hits from the Czech Republic in, in history. Mm-hmm. So take that and you know <laughs> run with it. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's random facts like that, that kind of stick with fans, especially newer fans. And you're like, okay, this, like, I feel important knowing this, like, no, like no one else is going to know this. It's like, hey, this, this guy, number seven on Florida, he's intimidating. So yeah. he, he, he uh, watch out for him. Exactly. And, and Radko Gudis also spoke to the media today about how he's been able to uh, lay hits on players without getting suspended um, anymore because he, he was asked by George Richards of Florida Hockey Now about how he's been able to 
have cleaner hits but still lay those hits because he was suspended a lot three times earlier in his career but he hasn't been suspended in a while um um, since arriving in Washington before he signed as a free agent with Florida. So not only is he laying a lot of those hits, but he's not getting any disciplinary action for it. And he's not causing any like major injuries that knock yeah. on wood. Cause we don't wish that on anyone, but it, it th- that's a great thing that Rad Gugus brings to the table. And of course, um, like you said earlier, uh, hosting the show, I, 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 it forces me also to pay attention more to the little itty bitty details that I, really hadn't done before so that's that's what i'm very uh thankful for 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 the for hosting a a podcast so definitely but jess yeah this has been great this has been a great much fun yeah i i i did as well uh not only do they play tonight um but they play again in two weeks and hopefully we definitely will connect then to do we, a crossover episode. As we well. have to. I think that's the only option that we have. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> definitely. But um, for my listeners, um, tell them where they can find you and your show online. Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Um, it'll be linked in the show links on my feed. Um, so you can follow that way. And of course, um, you can find my show Locked On Flames wherever you get your favorite Locked On podcast. Obviously, the Locked On Florida Panthers. So yeah, definitely uh, check out my show if you feel like it. I guess. <laughs> Where can my listeners find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Monoman Twelve. Uh, follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And they can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And of course, um, the the with the football season coming to an end, more it, it won't be any uh, 50-50 splitting between these two sports. Now it's fully it's on for hockey season. It's yeah. on as soon as Jan as soon as January 9th uh, is happens because the Dolphins are eliminated from the playoffs. It's all Florida Panthers mode from here. So yes, very excited. Uh, you know, it's a good time to be a Florida hockey fan. That's for mm-hmm. sure. So thank you all so much for tuning in today and uh, go Flames. <laughs>